This is Beirut's Hamra Street. It's crowded, chaotic, and here you need to work for people's attention. This is Hiba Fisher, and you're listening to Kerning Cultures. This is a story about finding yourself in the reflection of a horse. Today's story continues our series on startup scenes across the Middle East, this time looking at the United Arab Emirates, the UAE, and more specifically, one of its fastest growing emirates or cities, Dubai. This time, we're looking at Egypt. A quick heads up, some of the recordings are in Arabic. And it's Rosanna Alzayani, and we are Kearney Cultures. And you're listening, oh, and you're listening to the Urban life. Neighborhood banter. Pull up a seat and pass the time. <laughs> Hosted by OT, Toothless, and Ishad. We don't seem to get enough of it, I think, mm. but luckily we've been able to carve out, you know, space and time. Critical. It's very, right? I know, it's key. It's, like, it's yeah, key. Yeah, it is. It yeah. is. So we're very lucky, I think. We've managed it's to. Truly, yeah. Yeah, we've managed <laughs> to figure it out. Yeah. We, got, we, were, we were blessed with this. I, mean, I think at some point we were thinking of trying, like, one of the uh, art galleries in Sarkani, this yeah. and then you'd go there and you'd be like, it's yeah. like, really it's like a cathedral. It's a cathedral. You're supposed to get like, okay, no, no, it doesn't work. So we got lucky. Yeah. We've been doing blankets over our heads. Have you been yes. doing? Yeah. Oh, yeah. What are your interviews? Like? <laughs> that's like, that's <laughs> like the poor man's uh, audio studio. It's the yeah. poor man's in it. Yeah. Like AC off, too. And you were just, you like, just like, like dying. <laughs> you know, yeah. like yeah. you were in Cairo. I was here. Let's yes. get through this. Like, just yeah. make it happen. We still, don't be phased. I mean, we still do that. Yeah, it's um, true. But in one of the episodes, I, rec- I had to record the intro for it. Oh, the chai one, the one I did in Abu Dhabi. Yes, yes. So, luckily, the acoustic there was nice, because it was meant to be, you know, like a little tea spot, so you hear the kitchen, and it gets a little mm. busy in the customers, but we were in a little corner, so it's, it, it was perfect for ambient noise, but then I needed to record an intro. I could, you know, I went down to the car, AC is off with the zoom, and it's just sitting there. That's all you can do. Recording it, it's the best way it could go. Sometimes I try to squeeze in the closet, but I'm tall, so. <laughs> yeah, no, so, most yeah. of our audio guys here have closets that ha- are makeshift. Like, yeah. if they have to make something or whatever, their other their closets are all, like, padded. Yeah. And there's just, like, a mic. You can see a wire leading out. <laughs> <laughs> it's like uh, a wire leading out. I think the best one I've ever seen was Faraz's. I haven't so seen what Faraz's. So had, I mean, he was, like, he actually got his room padded as much as possible. Yeah. But I think what was amazing was that um, he had a treadmill up. Really? Yeah, so he had to play a part of a wall. He's and then what he'd do is he'd open his closet door. So then, in the corner, that's that's, a, that's a booth. That's a recording oh, booth. Wow. And he'd have a stand with the mic just kind of creeping from over the. That sounds the really treadmill. unsafe. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Safety like, first, bro. What are you doing? Well done. Like I was really impressed. And that's where recorded his music. 
for yeah. the longest time. I guess necessity breeds oh. that kind of innovation. I feel like a makeshift sandpooth would be way cheaper than yeah. a treadmill. Yeah. Like, he could sell and the treadmill. And almost killing right. yourself trying to put the treadmill yeah. up on its side. Yeah. Anyways, for us, does, for us right. does that. He's That's talented his vibe. like that. I He's, get it's his vibe. And the audio quality is great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, it is. So, yeah, it all works. Yeah. yeah. There's yeah, mics and a blanket. Welcome to our non-makeshift audio. <laughs> yeah. this, is, this is the upgrade. This is right? super exciting. So, what kind of audio stuff do you do here? Uh, we pretty much, we do most of the radio that you hear uh, on, 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 on the radio. radio. Just a terrible way to introduce it. Um, we actually compose music. We do sound design. We do SFX. Oh, nice. We do... Um, and lately, I know some of the guys here, including... Um, my brother are putting together a synthwave band, so that seems to be coming through the, these hallways now. What um, is that? What is a synthwave? It's band? like a retro. I don't know if you synth is like Adam. It's like eighty synthesizers, uh, but like kind of modern. Modern eighty <laughs> awesome. synthesizers. So the intro to Stranger Things. Yes. Yeah. That. that? It's yeah. like that. Oh yeah. my god! It's like <laughs> electric. Organ. Were you obsessed <laughs> with that? Did you watch that I, show? I I like couldn't wait to get back from vacation, oh so my God. I could watch. <laughs> it's, like, it's so, so good. good. We yeah. went through it's it in so like a good. weekend. Oh man. Yeah. That's really cool. That's super cool. <laughs> yeah. So there's a bunch of yeah, and so we make all kinds of music here. Um, we don't have enough artists come through, I think, because so much yeah. of what we do during the daytime is. Um, is really focused on voiceover work and and doing mm-hmm. the the practice of audio, but let's see let's see we always we we always try and open up to some artists but it's a pretty they they do pretty late hours and the studio's got to stay pristine so yeah. it's a bit it's a bit yeah. tough. There's um we were speaking with uh, the head of um, a station in the states called PRX and they okay. they just opened something called the Garage like a month ago or so mm-hmm. in Cambridge. And it's like, think of a, an incubator for podcasters. Yeah. Sweet. And so there's a studio space that you can come and rent per hour, and it has all of the equipment. And I think it's just fantastic. Like, if we had something like that here, mm-hmm. it was it would, as you said, it would encourage... Because there are, there's so many podcasters that are doing what we're doing with the yeah. blanket yeah. over the head, you know? Yeah. Like, it'd be, it would just up the game for everybody, and I think it would also encourage more people to get into this space. I think that would be... And then we could share best practices and there's a physical space that we can right. congregate yeah. around. I think that's awesome. We talked to Tyrone who um, he, he organizes the you know, the the break the breakdancing battles and one of the things he says is you've gotta give artists space. It's kind of his, you know, it's kind of his thing. He's like if you want to kind of mm-hmm. contribute to a larger culture, a culture that actually is gonna sustain itself, you need to give artists space. Mm-hmm. And that's something that, you know, I think podcasting is an art. I, you know, yes. I feel we were saying how creative we feel when we... Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it feels very fragmented right now. It really does. At least in the region. We don't know how many... We don't really know how many podcasters there yeah. are out there. We have an estimate. But everyone just kind of feels on their yeah. own little island. Yeah. And no one's really talking to each other and figuring stuff out and being like, are people listening? I think that's how I got to hear about you from Roja. Yeah. Way back in March. Cause, Roja, um, who we met at the Roseleaf, her and her sister, and Tanya. They were, at, uh, they were at the hub. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And... So Roja at the time was just trying to help me get some PR out there and um, we were kind of working together at the time and it was right before I kind of went MIA for my surgery. That's right. Oh my God. How are you? I'm great. Thank you. 
forgot. <laughs> he, he had a something no. with your leg, and no, you my like kidney. I had a new kidney. He has a new kidney. I have. I have a brand spanking new kidney. No. Oh, that's a much more serious surgery than I realized. He seemed to take it in quite a stride. It was a bit odd. It was like, yeah, I think yeah, it was a bit odd. I gotta admit. But then that was when the podcast kind of really took off. It was a bit weird. It was like we were gaining some momentum. They were gaining some momentum, (laughs) and then OT goes out for his surgery, and it was it was a major surgery. But he seemed to be like, yeah, I'll be in a bubble for a month, and I'll give you guys a call. (laughs) Yeah. So we were we were we were we were um, skyping from the bubble mansion where yes. he was like quarantined. He was not allowed to like, nope. you know, be around anyone no. at all. Yeah, oh but but I mean, it didn't feel. I'm sure it felt like difficult. Was, did did you have difficult moments? No, th- no, I didn't this time because the second time. Yeah. Oh yeah, this is second. This is my second kidney, kidney transplant. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, the first yeah, yeah. one was horrible. Um, I think it's because. I've been through that experience before, so this time around, I'm like, okay, I know what's supposed to be happening, we're good, I'm used to the routine, like, I know what to expect, but the first time around is because you don't know what's going to happen, it's a lot scarier. Did you do it here? Yeah, I did it here. Oh. Uh, Which is, I think, the fun part, Uh, Abu Dhabi. In Abu Dhabi? Yeah. Okay. So, after that, for two months, I was uh, in a bubble, and it's funny, like, three days, uh, two days in ICU, and I think about my third day fourth day I was already in the ward out of the ICU and I always thought like I always joke about this because we were releasing an episode and I'm in a hospital bed and luckily I had my laptop with me so I'm trying to design oh, yeah, he's totally, he's like, he's like, he's designing artwork because of the painkillers and the mess I would knock out and then wake up two hours later and the artwork's not done I'm like oh shit you know, and I try to fix the artwork and then fall asleep again so it's just it was that kind of routine for a while so what about you guys? How about how? Okay, can you tell me? Yes. Tell me about what is Kerning culture? Tell tell me about Kerning culture. <laughs> um, do you know what the word Kerning means? Mm-hmm. So a friend, I can't take credit for the name. A friend, a, a good friend of mine came up with it. A good friend of a friend of mine came up with it. Um, so Kerning is a process in typography, which, which you guys know, but I'll just explain it. So it's the sizing of spaces between letters in a font so that you can read a word more clearly, and so it's aesthetically pleasing. And so when uh, when this friend Rizwan came up with the name, we thought it was a really beautiful metaphor for cultures kerning, the spaces between cultures kerning through our stories. Um, so that's the that is the name, and then the intention behind kerning cultures is to dissect the complicated narratives of the region um, through our stories of culture, history, philosophy, entrepreneurship, science. It's sort of whatever piques our curiosity, we take as an excuse to unpack through an episode. Um, is that a good explanation? <laughs> and that's a great explanation. Yeah. That's a great explanation. And so, um, what's the journey been like? I think one of the things podcasters, I feel like, are our tribe. You yeah. know, when I when I when I meet podcasters, I'm like, oh yes, thank God, <laughs> somebody there's else, someone else, there's one more. And so, um, <laughs> and I think what makes me happy is that you take an unapologetic intellectual approach to the region which mm. is sometimes I, I feel like we sometimes apologize I, I do it I'm half Iraqi and when I tackle and I'm, I grew up in Canada and you know we're third cult- part of our podcast is really about being a third culture kid yeah. um, and I love that you guys are absolutely unapologetic about being intellectual about being you know brave enough to kind of dig deep enough um, what's that journey been like what's that been like you know from when it started all the way up until now 
What question? Um, I think because we are third culture kids too, it was very natural for us to explore these topics because it piques our interest. It's within our conversations that we have with our friends, with our family. It's intrinsically in us to be interested in the region, whether we like it or not. Like we grew, I grew up watching the news and it wasn't my choice. <laughs> you know, it was just there and I, and I had to watch it. And so I think what we felt, and I know Hiba definitely felt this, um, is that we felt that the news didn't reflect our everyday experiences. We mm. felt that there was so much more to the headlines. And I've worked in news for years, and so I know what that cycle is like. There's no time to dig deeper into our stories or into the stories of other people, you know, that are not maybe not as important, but equally as interesting yeah. and also would equally fulfill the greater narrative in order to provide that better understanding. So I think that was the beginning of the journey for us. Um, and the journey was, I mean, it's been, we're still on the road. <laughs> I think <laughs> we all are. Yeah. 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 And I mean, to explain, I think to explain to people what we're doing is probably hurdle number one is like, who are these, who are these guys? Like, what and are they what trying is to, a podcast? What's a what is a podcast? <laughs> what is a podcast yeah. is the yeah. classic, like, I'm like, yeah. where do I, and OT has an infographic, <laughs> iPod plus broadcast <laughs> equals podcast. Our reason, <laughs> yeah, we'll share it with you. That's all you guys should use. We should just walk yeah. around with it. Yeah. 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 Present that to everybody, I'm like, that's yeah, it. that's yeah. it's in our, it's in our press kit, and I saw it, and I'm like, oh my god, that's it, it's just genius. <laughs> So, so what's what? How did you start, and how and why continue? So Hiba started. So maybe it's fair for you to say how you started. <laughs> I joined later. Um, how did we start? We, um, so I was working. I was working at Impact Hub Dubai uh, up until a little over a year and a half ago, uh, which is an incubator in downtown Dubai for startups, um, and I'd been heavily invested in this life of startups and business education and that was sort of the only thing that I saw What were you me. doing there? I was the operations manager um, and uh, I reached a point where I wasn't feeling fulfilled anymore and that's a really scary feeling to feel especially doing something that completely consumed you which we were a very small team we were building this was sort of the first of its kind incubator in, in the region actually we were trying to be this real community for entrepreneurs um and so I quit uh without much of a thought of what I would do next and mm. took a couple months off um I went to go see my best friend Samia in the states um and it was winter and I hate the cold so I was inside uh and spent many days literally lying by the fireplace trying to figure out what my purpose in this planet could possibly be um and I think as you guys have said about this whole idea of third culture kids, I think we play a really a really unique role in mediating between multiple cultures yeah. because mm -hmm. we kind of straddle multiple worlds. Yeah. Um, and I think, as Razan said, we kind of grow up having these sorts of conversations. And, and I didn't feel like it was reflected in the media, certainly, that was surrounding me. Um, and so I came up with this idea for a podcast because I've been obsessed with Radiolab and... This American life and sort of all of the greats, um, and none of none of those stories were ever about the Middle East. And so mm -hmm. um, I started scribbling on papers and thinking of, okay, let's 
build something for the region. Uh, and then I came back and I have no background in media or journalism, which is where Razan came in. And we were honestly, I mean, I think we had enough momentum to attract amazing people to come, but it was only when Razan came that it started to become really structured. Um, and we had a new branding and a new logo <laughs> and we look real and, you know, business cards. Yeah, and great logo, by the way. We'll yes, actually, Thank we you. love your branding. No, really, it's, it's, it's great. It's, it's all, great. It's all her. Um, and and she's the executive producer. And so I think our the the strength of our episodes got better and better as well. Um, and that's, so that's my journey into this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which is a great journey because mm. I think it's been one of self-discovery and finding your deeper purpose. And maybe I think the podcast maybe gives us, uh, I mean, it definitely gives us that, purpose. doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. I think what keeps us going is when people tell us that they can relate to something. Yeah. When just even one person is like, oh my God, you're telling my story. Or, Sweet. oh my God, this really made me cry. Or I felt really touched. Or I didn't know this. You're just like, okay, we're doing something right yeah. somewhere in there. Yeah. We're doing something right, and we're helping people understand a deeper something about the region, which th I think that's what keeps us going. And also, Hib is amazing to work with. <laughs> <laughs> you can, really yeah. feel, like, I feel your camaraderie is kind yeah. of similar to the camaraderie that you know we have as a team. <laughs> Not only Omar and I, but Omar, Jib, and Jufliss, and, uh, and, and, and uh, yeah, the four of us kind of have this yeah. really lovely chemistry that I don't understand. I don't understand where it comes from. I think well, it's because you're attracted to the like you guys want to be telling the same. You want to be creating the same, the same stuff. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's that's certainly what we found with Kerning Culture. So what I found extraordinary, so our audio engineer, I met him, well, I've met him twice now in real life, but for a year and a half, I had only met him once at this like startup competition in Kuwait, and we spoke for a few hours, and that was the extent of it, and then we built this incredible relationship. Dana, one of our producers, I've never met in real life. She lives in mm -hmm. Lebanon. Um, and it's like, it's just, I, but all of us have such an extraordinary sense of, friendship and you just you feel like like disasters happen in our lives and I think the only person who could understand it would be Rizan or would be Dana you know yeah. like it's just it's extraordinary how we feel so strongly towards one another exactly as, as you guys do and I think it's because you're driven by the same creative need yeah um that there's there's just there's a lot of similarities which is Awesome. Podcasters are the greatest. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. It's like a filter. Yes. It's it's, it is. And I think what's interesting is that we open our hearts every week or every day or every, you know, when, however many yeah. You kind of have to be really bare about mm -hmm. things and own the words that come out of your mouth. That's yes. something that's so funny, right? Because we say We're things. We're still struggling. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's like, I'm so, he, he WhatsApp me, I'm so sorry for interrupting you, I'm such a douche. Yeah. And I, I was like, we, that's just how we yeah. talk. And we you don't notice until like you, you listen to the episode a lot later. But I, I yeah. kind of said that's how we yeah. are because we have so much to say and we're like clamoring. Yeah, and sometimes, sometimes we say things and like, oh, wait, in fact, check that out. Well, release the episode anyway. <laughs> yeah. It's a process because I think we're... Like, we're, it's too late. Yeah, Razan is freaking out. <laughs> she, is not, she is not okay with what you just said. Yeah. <laughs> I think what's I think what's interesting about the, the, the kind part, a format, is that it is it very much... It allows us to be just kind of free-flowing and I think that we... Where, where, it's, where it's allowed... I, it's one of those things where I actually... This is probably the one place where I rarely censor myself. 
and work my work f- needs me to be really clear-headed and and yeah. censor some things because brands don't want things on there you know th- there's so much that we have to think about but now when I'm when we're in this space I feel completely myself and I love that and I think I hope you guys have that same experience too with Korean cultures yeah I, I think, think so I think we do I definitely think we do I think the best the best kinds of conversations happen when we're all together <laughs> and even though that happens in digital realm like yeah. when we have our Skype conversations it's literally eight people on a screen like you can't fit everyone <laughs> it's like after a while someone's like what a question mark or something yeah. <laughs> because they're like whatever who cares about the last caller like <laughs> yeah. you know um it's like across four time zones four times yeah it's pretty it's pretty nuts i love the wow. collaborative like that that, that across time cool. zones col- the collaborative nature is yeah, amazing i think we're just about to get into that we're now. we're gonna try um because <laughs> we're attempting we're attempting it because obviously oh well two of our two of our guys are in malaysia at the moment so oh, we're nice. gonna try and figure that format out which is a brand new format because part mm. of the dukan is sitting outside the dukan together and so that dukan now is the is a global yeah um so can you tell i i'm so interested to know what uh which was the episode that mattered the most to you i know they all matter but what's the one that kind of really hit home in that in that place you can say yours you go for it you go, you go for yours and i'll go for mine mm. so i think there the two that have affected me the most has been the last one that we that we released which was looking at reconciliation efforts in Bahrain yeah. and Bahrain was the last place that I called home so it was really like we were mm. living through the political crisis in 2011 and and then we left and so there was a lot of unresolved issues that I think I was able to kind of make sense of through the episode um but the one that screwed with my head the most uh less than this Arab Trump one is um the brain drain episode so it's called my mother's country mother of the world yeah. uh which yeah umadonia is sort of what they call um um uh, an endearing name for for Egypt yeah. um and I'm half Egyptian uh, and I would be having a lot of conversations with my uh, then fiance now husband and he's Egyptian and he doesn't want to go back he doesn't want to move back to Egypt whereas I've never lived in Egypt and I really would love to live there and so through that episode we were exploring this phenomenon of all of these young talented educated Egyptians who are leaving the country and kind of giving up on the country to go work abroad and we wanted to understand why is that happening um and what are the dynamics that are at play and if everybody is leaving then who's left to rebuild the country and so it was a really personal exploration for me to to figure this out for myself um and it was like everyone had really cynical things to say about Egypt and then we found quite a few people who had really positive things to say so it was a nice sort of balance that um it was a very yeah it was a really personal thing for me to try to make sense of and i think i have a much better appreciation now for both sides if people want to leave whether people want to stay um And where do you sit now? Do you feel comfortable not going back or do you still feel that need to go back? I would I would still love to live in Egypt. Um and I hope inshallah one day to be able to. Um but I also I also I think I understand a lot more why so many people have left. Yes, yeah. is, is the other piece of it. I think I was a lot harsher on those who left before. So 
There's a couple. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's a couple. Um, our most recent one in Bahrain was one that also kind of messed with my head. Because I was also... I'm originally from Bahrain, but I never lived there. So I was approaching it as an outsider. Mm. So Hiba has lived in Bahrain more years than I have, which is just, like, it's amazing. <laughs> um, and so the Sunni Shia, like, conversation was one that never was in my realm, I think. Because growing up here, it's not... I didn't know what half the people were that I grew up with. And it, it didn't really matter, right? So approaching this topic like in the most delicate matter but also to do it justice was very very challenging for the both of us I think we went through several drafts so many iterations we chucked interviews we, complete interviews we <laughs> put them back in like we so that in itself was really really challenging I think and we had so many doubts about you know should we have this conversation should people listen to this is this worth listening to is this going to make a difference? Is this going to get us in trouble? Like, you know, that we, we is had... Is this going to get you know? us in trouble? Here we are again. We uh, always... That question comes up every day. No joke. Yet again. Really? We should just call oh. the show, is this going to get us in trouble? I think that should be... I think we should just kickstart that as a podcast. Yeah. Like a new show. Is this going to get us in where trouble? Where we just address the points we, that we thought or we're still questioning trouble. whether or not we get us in exactly. trouble. Exactly. Or we actually talk about the things that would get us in trouble. That it's very major. Data, yeah. Right, because then you're going to get in trouble for talking. About anyways, things. right? So you yeah. might as well. <laughs> anyways, anyways, yeah. And then so one day the show would just stop, and then you'd never hear. <laughs> yeah, you'd never hear from us. <laughs> like, what happens? Exactly. But yeah, no. I, and I think, but I think that's what makes it exciting for us because we are we we're forced to face who we are, what we'll stand yes. for, and what we won't stand for, mm. and what we believe truly should be in a public realm. Like, what sh- what is the voice? What what should be heard? And so, how do you guys tackle it as a team? So, if something is. Is this going to get us in trouble? How do you sort out whether you're going to air it or not? We have a lot of conversations <laughs> about it. Yeah. Sometimes it's very obvious. Sometimes it's like, no. Okay, This is enough. absolutely yeah. not going to be aired, right? And the design has a much better pulse to the ground for that. Uh, I, feel, I feel like you, especially, I think because you've had to make these decisions a lot in your professional like other professional background. background yeah yeah i think so like i'm like oh is this <laughs> i think this is fine no 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 <laughs> she's like absolutely <laughs> but that being said like i think i mean i think we managed to tackle like a really really difficult conversation and one that you know even with our quote-unquote self-censorship we tried to do it justice in the best way possible, where it was fair on either side. I think we just wanted to be like, here are the facts, take them, Mm -hmm. this is what people are saying, and these are their experiences, and you make up your own mind. Like, we have no opinions here. And that's also something we try to to do, we're like, we have no opinions, we have no opinions. (laughs) (laughs) And I think that's the biggest differentiator between us, because I've... I've We're all about, this is my opinion. I'm like this is what exactly. I think. OT. This is what OT thinks, and I think that's yeah. That's and what's interesting is like we we we, yeah. we bring to the table and our the, opinion, and that's what's cool because you guys got that um, Ira Glass storytelling journalism <gasps> format. Yes. Did you just compare us <laughs> to Ira Glass? Um, yeah, like yes. I, I can see it. Yes. I can see, Actually, a, I can see a sense it. of that in, in in the show. But and I think um, that uh, we need we so desperately need that. Yeah. You know, like I think we so desperately need to be able because what that format gives us 
is a critical is a critical place that's safe to dis- to have discourse. Yeah, you know, um, exactly. And yeah. you can see like your inspirations. And um, I think maybe because of this podcast, geeks, that's why. Yeah, totally. You can see it. But like, we just went the. We don't even have an intro. You just launch right into the conversation. Into the conversation, and you know, just jump in and see where it goes. See where it goes, yeah. And just have fun with it. And I think, and we're highly opinionated, so our all our conversations (laughs) are what we think. Yeah, I think that's why we fight. I think we'd have more debates of whether should we put this in or not, because then that's just our opinion. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, but but I think that that's one of those things that. Uh, you know, I we need more voices in general, and I think what I love and as about as diverse as possible yeah, too, and as diverse as possible yeah, because, um, and so where where because what's interesting is that you're doing this full time, you're both doing this full time, or is it pretty much? Yeah. Pretty much, so yeah. how is that happening? Yeah. And because I'm, I'm so interested about the entrepreneur. As, as I don't like the word entrepreneur. I know impact hub was a big deal, <laughs> but I, I am a businesswoman, and it matters to me about how are we going to make this sustainable for people so they can do it for a long period of time. Do you have a vision on that? We definitely have a vision. We haven't achieved it yet. Um, we're still figuring out how to monetize. We have theories, and I feel like we've gained a lot of momentum and have gotten a lot closer and proving some of them, and inshallah, in the coming months we will. Um, and this is a for-profit venture. We haven't quite made the profit yet, um, but we are going to start fundraising very soon, and so we've been sustaining this off of our own savings. Let um, us know when you're fundraising. I mean, we're going to, uh, we'll yeah. do everything we can to Thank support. You. I mean, it's so Thank very you. important that, you know, we all do. I think it's so necessary. And so, w- and what's the bigger dream? Is it to have a channel? Is it to have this specific, you know, your podcast kind of? grow into is it is it about listeners or is it about the stories what's the larger dream uh so i what we have in mind is we'd like to reach six million listeners so you have a, a threshold that's lovely we yes. do we have a we do. okay my, my, my mom is a thousand of those downloads All right. <laughs> it's a false sense of security yeah, I love it. like every 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 few weeks for us would be like all right yo where are we out on our KPIs? I'm like, dude, you've got the Excel sheet. Where are we? Yeah, where are we? <laughs> you tell me. Where are where we? Where did we get to? Yeah, where so, yeah. <laughs> But you guys seem really organized. So it's six million. So it's six million hard. listeners. Yes. Um, and we want to be on public radio uh, mm-hmm. in the U.S. and across the region. Um, we want to have a segment on the radio stations, a regular segment. We want to be producing two episodes a month. Right now we're at about one a month. Okay, and and th- how long does it take? Does it take that long to kind of develop? Because you you do fact check. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> for one. one. <laughs> and uh, and but I mean, on top of that, what it, it takes that long? It takes three weeks, I guess, to really develop it, and then it takes longer. Longer, yeah. I I mean, at a, at any given time, we're actually producing or post producing a a number of episodes simultaneously. Amazing. And so your head's in a million different places, but also we have an amazing team. So our interns will fact check for us. Like we're just sending them off stuff. We'll fact check. Um, and also just scripting, gathering all the interviews and piecing it all together, mm-hmm. that takes a long time. And I think to do it well also takes even longer. Yes. Um, because then once you have your cut and you're listening, you start, 
I do this. I, I'm just com- con- constantly dabbling. I'm like, this doesn't sound right. This doesn't sound Move right. Move it back, yeah. Um, and so, yeah, it does, it does take a while. So to reach two a month, we will need way more producers. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. That yeah. makes sense. It makes sense. Yeah. And so um, right now, I guess the stories that you tell are really driven by what, in, what, what sparks your interest. And I think maybe that keeps the the motivation going but is there anything and is there any specific kind of vertical or topic that you seem constantly drawn to kind of come back to yeah i feel like recently it's been really political it's recently. been very political i feel that i just wanted yeah. to say, I, yeah. <laughs> i didn't want to like i make the assumption but it seems like it just even looking yeah. at the titles of the podcast that have yeah. come out in the past yeah. few the past few yeah. that have come out is there a reason for that I want to be like, we're Arab and we can't yeah, stay yeah, away from the oh politics. Oh my god, it's genetic. You can't not talk about politics. Right? It's so bad. Yeah. It's so bad. <laughs> we started this because we were sick of the politics. Yeah. Oh, really? Was that the... Yeah. Oh, I'm so sorry. No! <laughs> well, we, we were sick of how political that the Middle East was always mm-hmm. portrayed. Yeah. Um, but... But as you said, we wanted to go deeper behind those headlines. And so I think even though it has been political, it's still, like, it's still been, been super intriguing. We've a, a very different story. We, even, we hope even so. Even though it's political. Yeah. Um, I think uh, because the politics are the background to our lives. Yes. I mean, it, uh, whether we like it or not, it's there. And so that is the context of the worlds that we live in and the worlds that so many people live in in the region. So... Everything is affected by the politics, like whether it's war, whether it's the economy, whether it's like culture in a way, you yeah. know, cultures dying, cultures appearing like it's the, it's all affected by this. So I think when we try to like tiptoe away from it, we <laughs> it just, just doesn't, it's not <laughs> happening. So <laughs> yeah. And I, I told now that as you were saying that I actually realized even if I wanted to completely disconnect from politics, the reason I ended up in Canada is political. And the reason that I'm here has a political, like, the, yeah. it's the tapestry. Like, yeah, it, yes. it's, it's the tapestry on, yeah. like, upon which we live our lives, yeah, I guess. You, can't, a, get away from you it. can't get away from it. So I guess that you're just honoring that now rather than being pretending. Yeah, I mean, at least address it exactly and not pretend like it doesn't play a part, right? Yeah. So there's something. So, question Do you guys, um, do, you, do you plan your storyline? Prior to the episode, or is just like do things uncover as you're. Yes, things uncover as we go along. Yeah, so sometimes we'll think that we're gonna get a really good interview, or we we know of this person. We're like, this is gonna be great. This is gonna be the crux of the story, and then you interview them, and they're just not giving you what you need, or they're not a very good speaker, Hmm. or they're just not open enough with you, and so the. It doesn't feel, it doesn't feel like it has substance enough to carry the episode forward. So then you're like, great, I have to, <laughs> I have to find someone like, else. Yeah. Wonderful, <laughs> amazing. Yeah. Um, and then there were instances where, I guess, I just one of the stories was uh, it's called Borderless, and it was set in the north of France. And mm, I went. That was great. Yay! So you, uh, yeah, you did go there, and then I did go there for one story, but then ended up uncovering another as just part of it. So things do evolve, I think, yeah. and you, we have to be open to it. You know, it's like you're open to conversations or interruptions or whatever in yeah. your in your show. It's the same thing. And 
what about um it's interesting but i i always wonder about journalists i i see what you do as journalism and i i don't know if that's what how you want to be perceived but i do i do really feel like you fall into that wonderful bracket of honoring the true sense of journalism like which is so lost nowadays in so you know in 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 mass media including the like especially the internet um do you feel like that's a deeper purpose or is it something that just kind of happened as you developed the podcast what do you think i think it's i think we've always had we've always been styled very journalistically yeah. and and very much i think because we're we're modeling after the great podcasts that we love um that are very journalistic and one of the things that we've talked about a number of times is and as you said like we try not to share our opinion and i think that is we try to provide as complete of a story as possible and let the listener draw their own conclusions based off of it so we'll we endeavor to give you as much depth to the characters and as many different perspectives and then let let the listener decide how they want to feel and think afterwards and that is very much i think the sort of the heart of what journalism is all about definitely um, mm. um and is there a serial in you somewhere like is there a, <laughs> like, let me tell you serial okay well like serial is the madness. game changer game changer for, for me because really? i found myself we were listening to it christmas 2004 was it did it come out for 2014 yeah my family i i i pulled you know when you pull out sometimes pull out is such a is such a film term but i i was sitting around and we were sitting around uh the speakers and we were listening to serial I love that. having discussions wow. like my brother was 17 at the time and he we were just he we were just literally i'd never experienced that before that that kind mm -hmm. of complete audio like auditory it's immersion. Sonic immersion yeah it's sonic immersion complete, yeah. sonic immersion that's <laughs> exactly what it was I'll see you yeah um but yes that that's that's yeah i i thought about that and i thought this is remarkable mm -hmm. what the way that the story was told do you feel like there's something as remarkable in you guys somewhere so jeez so. what a question <laughs> I'm, um, I'm I'm calling it to life because right. I want them to say yes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think with cereal and with the greats like Ira Glass, it's not just being great at what you do. It's an insane amount of hours. I think it was Ira Glass actually mm -hmm. that yeah. said, "What is it? A hundred thousand hours until you are an expert at something." Yeah. And so. I think, especially with her, Sarah Koenig. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Sarah Koenig, her yeah. name. Yeah, she is an excellent reporter, yeah. and that comes with so much experience. It's not just you don't her, show you up don't and show get on the phone and you're like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> "This is a great story. Please yeah. talk to me." Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, that would be incredible if we would one day reach that level of production, journalism, everything, ethics, everything. That would be amazing. I definitely think you are well on your way because there's nothing else like you guys. There's nothing <laughs> else like you. In, 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 in the I, Middle East definitely. podcasting landscape, there is no, nothing yeah. like you. Yeah. And that was one of the reasons when I saw... Well, when I saw... I, I was bogged under a million emails and then I saw that you guys, you know, that Irshad had con contacted you. I literally squealed. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> it's just amazing. And I, I just thought it was... Because for, for, for so many people... Okay, maybe podcasting is a format that still needs to gain some traction 
in the GCC, in the UAE, but at the same time, we gain things gain traction faster on here. I've seen something. I've seen you know formats go from nobody's okay. watching to everyone's li- watching and listening. But your intention, as you mentioned, is to be on the radio. Is to eventually be there, and I hope that voice still continues to be honored. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, so, how is doing this on your own so far? Like, I wanna, I wanna hear a little more about. What? How do you do it on your own? Like, how does it happen? Easy, yeah. How do we get there? Like, how do we get there as podcasters? How do we get there as you know? Because somebody told me so back when I was in San Francisco, um, someone actually told me like, "Yo," because I was it was an old idea I had like do a podcast, um, and at that time I had no idea what it is. I just wanted to do a podcast for the sake of doing a podcast, and they always used to say it's um, it's a slow game with podcasting it's going to take you a very long time I'm like it's alright going to make it happen <laughs> that, that early everything kickstarting you're like yeah shh, easy I'm not even worried I got the time and as soon as you kind of get into it you're like okay it's really slow yeah it's really so I'm sure you guys like how do you handle that impatience yeah. how do you handle the impatience that you know that this is something that's going to be great well, for, okay, so from a perfectly practical perspective, and I always, it, it drives me crazy when the startup stories are so glamorous, yeah. and yes, like, yeah. it was shot to fame, and it was like totally you for saying that. a linear <laughs> path with no problems, because well, that's done. not Thank the you. reality. Um, I think we're definitely, there are a lot of struggles yeah. in, in what we're doing, and I know for me personally, and, and you can speak for yourself, but it's completely a luxury that I'm able to dedicate full-time to this from a financial standpoint, and I recognize that, and I'm incredibly grateful for it. Um, and I think it's... This, for me, has been the first time that I've believed so vehemently in something that... like, And I and it's also the first time that I genuinely can... Like, I know, I know we're going to be... Like, we are amazing, and I know we're going to be even more amazing, you know? And it's just, um, you keep moving towards that. And then little things kind of, when the floor drops from under you, like, two days ago, uh, one of our (laughs) critical team members is, like, not able to be as fully involved as he has been. And then it just, like, is a kick in the pants to, okay, you need to move faster, you know? Like, you need to get, like... make up for that. You need to make up for that. And it's just these little things that I keep, that I think keep pushing us forward as well as the response from the listeners in the audience and we have an incredible like incredible support network of friends and mentors and I feel the other thing that's really amazing is because we're so sincere in our efforts I think people recognize that and so they're even more willing to help and just it's from from everything from we're putting on so we're we're doing an official launch party this Saturday Mm And all of Razan's friends from branding and marketing and, like, have been super engaged Mm -hmm. and helpful. And, you know, we need something changed on the website and a friend of mine does it. Like, it's just everyone is so supportive so supportive that you it's great collaboration. It's it's incredible. It's it's really incredible that I think all of that keeps it keeps pushing you forward. And it's also like this is the most fun I've ever had, honestly. And and I love the fact that we're constantly learning and every episode is an opportunity to dig into something that we're curious about that we wouldn't have time probably if we had been working another job to really unpack and understand yeah. and 
And then you have something to show for your efforts, which is also really incredible. Because there's a lot of jobs where you you keep building and you keep building something, but you don't really see the fruits of the labor for four years or something, you know. Um, so that's yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't I don't think I think without our support networks, this would not be possible. You know, yes, we're a team, and you know we're within Korean cultures, but we really have to think about the wider group and yeah. like. You know, everyone has been incredibly supportive, and that that's so so important. Whether it's like giving us workspaces to work from, or you know, or or lending us a studio, like the people have offered crazy things that we we just never thought of, you know. And we're like, are we? <laughs> What's going on here? <laughs> But I think the struggle is real. Yeah, like, I think it's very real, and I think <laughs> <laughs> it's, true. Like, it's so real. Right it's now. so real. No, it's so real, and no one talks about it in Dubai. And yeah. like, really, it's like crazy success stories. Um, but you're like, what about everything else? What happened, what happened in, in between? Oh yeah, right? yeah. yeah. You know, what happened in between? And I think. I think the struggle is real, but we have each other, and that's been really good. And I think that what also keeps us going is every episode. Like we are so passionate about. <laughs> it's like you dream it, you think it, you think of the cuts. You, you get like way too involved. You're so <laughs> involved, yeah. you know. Like you're really invested, and you have a relationship with it. Like it's not, and you can't listen to it anymore. And then <laughs> you know, by the time we send it to our sound designer, both him and I are like, we can't. We don't care. It. <laughs> so is that the litmus yeah. test for when it's done? You're like, I can't do this anymore. Yeah. It's done. Like, We're just so done right now. We can't listen to it because we can't have an opinion anymore. Like, yeah. We know it. We know it's That's coming. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. So we're reading out the words. So sometimes we'll send it off to someone. Yeah, else. we have that. <laughs> yeah, we do actually. I'm, and I'm horrible at that as well because I think I've listened to it once and that's it. I'm like, that's it. I can't listen to it again. And I, I, I maybe hate it's a my format voice. problem. <laughs> 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 we have a format. And problem. the funny thing is, like, I'm I've been doing this for such a while. Like even before this, even when I did radio. Um, I'd still hate to listen back to my voice, but I'd do it anyway. So I got used to it, but it's still like, you know, makes me like... Cringe. Yeah, yeah, cringe a little bit here and there. So when we're doing episodes, once we're like, okay, we're done. I'm happy with it. And that's it for us. We're good. Yeah. I, Razan, I don't want to hear it again. You don't want to see our WhatsApp so, approvals. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like three approval lines. process. Like, I'm good. I'm good. Smiley face. Yeah. Hand clap. Yeah. And then, and then I love it. And then once, once Ross sends the mastered version, it's like, okay, this is ready for upload. It's like, listen to it one more time before you upload. I'm like, yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. Let's go live. Go with God, my friend. <laughs> I'm like, if there's a problem somewhere there, we'll find out. I'll find out later. Okay. I, can, I can live with that. Yeah. But there's, but, but your episodes are amazing because of that, and it really feels like. Like when I first started listening to your episodes, it really felt like, oh my god, these are the guys I grew up with. I don't know you. Mm. I yeah. have no idea who you are. Yeah. Really, I I didn't. I just met you today. But I, <laughs> <laughs> seriously, you know, but I listening to it, I was like, I totally get this. Like yeah. I remember sitting in front of the Dukan and hanging out because there was nothing to do, and like mm -hmm. that's what we did growing up here. And I feel like that's important, you know, yeah. not cutting or not being overly like. Yeah, yeah, we're not really at critical. all. Yeah, <laughs> we're not, we're not critical. <laughs> but, but I'm just like, oh yeah, these are these are my people. Yeah, and I think you know, I think that was that was, that was part of it was really part of the idea was to um, sometimes in the city. And this is I was telling Ot the other day. I met a guy who hadn't been hugged in a year. 
literally. But I and OT is like hug a thug. He started the hug a thug um, campaign. Have you guys you know? not seen Have this? Have you hugged a thug lately? Okay, I will send you all this link to later. Anyway, okay. hug a thug. Yeah. Hug a thug. It's a big deal. But anyways, no. The point was that I and I realized actually. If, imagine you come here on your own and if you work in a, a night shift for example you may not know like you'll have a group of eight or nine people who you actually see throughout the, the evening um, and they may not necessarily be some be people that you connect deeply with so I don't know how this conversation happened but I was having Turkish food and some guy we were talking and I you know I don't know how it happened but he just kind of bore just said the words like I haven't had a hug in a year mm. I didn't hug him because I did not know him and I did not want uh, <laughs> I did not hug him I gave him a gentle pat on the back <laughs> shut up OT no, horrible it wasn't I, I thought it was I thought it was appropriate for the moment I was there and you were like I was so. expecting a happy ending to this no the point is at the point of my story now you're making me feel horrible when I, felt, when I just didn't want that boundary to be crossed like if he hadn't been hugged in a year and then I hugged him what would yeah it's don't you think that would have okay. created some unusual tension? Yeah, and then I would have from. had... My lunch was good and he would have ruined like that moment. Anyways, I'm taking a good thing. <laughs> the point here is that I, I thought about it and I'm like, Dubai can be that insular and that yeah. isolated. And before OT made me very self-conscious about the fact that I didn't have the guy, I was okay. I felt, okay, actually deeper connections are what we need and sometimes just hanging out is what we want like just to kind of chill with your friends and that was part of why I was really drawn to Dukan because that's something we miss a lot when you work in Dubai because you're working so much sometimes and because work becomes this part of your life whereas when you were chilling with your friends right outside the Dukan it almost didn't matter nothing really mattered nothing yeah. nothing, yeah. nothing yeah. mattered yeah. you know there was nothing no. so um, yeah no, now, that, now I'm all self-conscious about that and I have, oh. to go, I have to go find him and give him a hug now it's going to be this big journey finding the guy who has, has another hug in a year I'll give you a hug it's going to be a massive journey now <laughs> and you're flying out later so. oh yeah I'm flying out tonight um, I, I wanted to ask you guys as kind of a, because I do have to catch a plane yeah. as kind of like a quick wrap up note um advice for people who want to tell their stories maybe not necessarily in a podcast format but one of the things that connects all of us is the fact that we've committed to telling stories in our own way um and i know that so many people are afraid to do that afraid maybe not sure advice words of wisdom or none at all <laughs> i don't know i think one of the things that i've noticed is that <clears throat> sincerity really matters and people talking about audio audio is the most honest medium that we have mm-hmm. um and so you can hear it very much and if you hear someone you know their voice is shaking with emotion or they're really nervous or any of these sort of feelings that comes through so clearly and so if you want to tell your story in an oral fashion i think just um don't don't fake it is is yeah. what i would say is like to say really what you feel and that probably would require some introspection i think a lot of us don't know ourselves um and and it's always a work in progress um but i I think just sharing sounds so cliche sharing from the heart is i think i think that type of message and those types of stories are really what resonate with people um and you know the more feedback you get the more confident you'll feel in continuing that journey but i think always starting with if 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 you're finding it a struggle i think always starting from the heart is is 
probably the easiest way to start, frankly. Yeah. Um, yeah. I like that. I would say that every story matters. Like, if someone just doesn't think that their their story is important enough or relevant enough, yeah, then they're probably <laughs> wrong. Yeah. to right. a degree um, I would say that people don't share their stories people don't maybe they don't write or they don't publish or they're scared to or because they just they're like who am I like what why does that matter in the greater context of everything but I think it's really important for us there's a reason why outsiders have been telling our own stories for a very long time it's because we have been so hesitant to share or to open up and I think it is so important for us to tell it from our own voice instead of someone else speaking on behalf of us. Because they will. Because they, they will. will. And they, they have no choice. They are. They are. Yeah. And they are. They are. They've been. Like, yeah. Right. Like, yeah. Exactly. And and you know we who else knows our story better than ourselves? So we have the capacity to tell, and we have the skills. We're all literate, you know, at yeah. least here. Um, and so I think that's probably the most important thing is that tell your story, share it, mm. you know, I think, and we need to document what's happening. That's something that like I really feel. Yeah. It's so very lot. important. We need to curate and document our own lives because that's, that, that's our history. Exactly. And you can't, you can't appropriate my history if that's the way I've told it. Yeah. So exactly. that's why, you know, we were talking about, is there room for another blog in this universe? And the answer in my heart is yes, because that story... But that's the thing, you know, I, I think the answer is always going to be yes, because there are all different types of documentation. Yeah. Be it the podcast, be it the art galleries, be it the music, it always tells a story about a certain period of time. And yeah. Again, if you don't tell your story, somebody will tell it for you and you might not like And definitely, you won't like it. You won't like how it's been told. Yeah. Right? Um, yeah, definitely with that. So, how do you guys address the vulnerability? Yeah, that's actually a very Putting good. yourselves out there. Because you are story. in so many ways. Our vulnerability. Yeah. Or do you not feel vulnerable after, like, 1,900 edits or something? <laughs> like, you know, sometimes we might edit out, like, yeah. all our vulnerability. Is that something that happens or no? It, it, I feel ven- very vulnerable. I feel very vulnerable. I feel <laughs> yeah. so vulnerable because you're not hiding behind um, an agency or an organization. Yeah. You know, this is, like, this is us. This is us mm. And this is what we've decided to put out. So every time an episode goes out, I'm just like... Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, ah, you know, it's, it's very nerve-wracking. And you want to you wanna see how many listens and you want to see how long people have listened. And you, right. you want to, you want some feedback because you just feel like you put out your baby into the world yeah and you want to know how it's done you know so yeah i think yeah it's very very vulnerable yeah i think in many ways but i think we embrace it i think that's the i i i guess i would say because we believe so strongly in what we're doing it makes it easy to be vulnerable I guess and that's and again like going back to the honesty of the medium like that's the only way to get the point across in the first place yeah is to yeah. just show all of your cards um so I, I think it's it's not a bad fear it's not it's a, no, it's a good yeah, fear yeah it's a good fear yeah it is a good fear yeah it's a fear that'll push you to go further yeah um but, and we and yeah. we and we push ourselves even like when we so the way that our episodes are are designed as we do these ne- these interviews and then Razan and I or Alex and I or whoever the producers are for that episode will sit to record the narration 
and we push each other to be like, ah, oh, that sounded disingenuous, right? Like we, we push ourselves mm. to really try to be as, as natural and honest as possible. Um, because that is what, that's the only thing that matters. matters yeah. yeah. Nothing else. It, it's true. Nothing yeah. else matters. I think. Exactly. Sometimes yeah. people will be like, Raz, your morning voice. <laughs> Drink some coffee. You know, like, oh my God, no, that yeah. was me too. Yeah, that happened. I just, I just, uh, I just came back. Uh, I was in the States for the past couple of months and I was horrifically jet lagged. And we get to my dad's office. My dad's office is at Dubai Silicon Oasis on Sunday. And Sunday is a holiday for the new year. And so everything was closed, including the coffee shop. And uh, we roll up there at whatever, nine in the morning. And I was depending on the coffee for some sort of wake up. And for the first hour, I was like, I can't get my voice out of this register. Like, I can't. That's where we are right now. I'm really tired. That's when you were asleep. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, no. When I was sick, I'm like, this sounds so sexy. (laughs) (laughs) I was all into it. Yeah, you were. Like, nine, ten. Like, I was like, I hope it stays for a long time. I love to be right now. I just embraced it. <laughs> I didn't fight it too much. Yeah. <laughs> Can I just go back to what you were saying about telling your own story? Yes, please. Mm. Like, with Dukan in particular, you guys are telling a story that has almost passed. Do you know, like, it's very nostalgic. Yeah. Mm. And people that are now, that have moved to the UAE now, don't understand that world. And they probably won't. Yeah. yeah. They probably will never. So it's almost like... You're reviving something. It's, it's a sense of like it's very hipster, yeah. isn't it? No, <laughs> no, I'm joking. no I'm joking. it is not. <laughs> it existed. <laughs> it actually existed. No, I think I think what it is is that um, we have to honor. There was a Dubai before this. This whatever Dubai, the Dubai yeah. I know, and it was a Dubai that housed families that want you know that that had kids growing up like OT mm. and you and and I feel like there's that part that's almost missing in the story. The country is 44 years old, and so, or 45, uh, around, you know, it's it's very young, but so much was... You know what I mean about not fact-checking? No. (laughs) (laughs) The year is 2016. (laughs) So we just... Let's let's count backwards. Exactly. (laughs) Count backwards, and that's not my strong suit. Um, But what I I do say is that it's so young in the world of, of countries, right? And what's interesting about it to me is that there is this space that rarely gets spoken about which is the yeah. expat story pre this yeah. that because we talk about the heritage there's so much about that but and and every day that's reinforced in, it's, in it's not in, just the expat story it's yeah the, the local the local sto- story yeah. too. absolutely absolutely mm-hmm. and you know i think we celebrate it as well because I believe that people coming together and just kind of shooting, you know, and talking is where I, I think great stories. It's it's kind of like philosophers. <laughs> it's kind of like we are the philosophers of our time, OT. Okay. And and then we've had the privilege of now you're like I need a statue. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> a statue. Now, but I think that I think that I do believe in in all honesty. Uh, when people come together in this community and just share open and, and share openly and have a yeah. place to express their opinion, even though it might be op- opposed to mine, and that place of honest and peaceful discourse is something that I think Dukan has really embodied for me and um, and reviving something or or maybe encapsulating it because Aswak and Bakala and all of these they're they're, they're taking over yeah. they're taking this place is gentrified and, <laughs> and, uh, you know with, with this podcast I think the one thing I, I really loved about it was that 
whenever I talk to somebody who's, who's listened to it, and everybody's got their own point of view on it. Like, everybody sees it yeah. in their own context. And I loved it because regardless of what I wanted it to be, people are take they have their own perspective to it. I'm like, that's amazing. It's even better than what I had in mind. You know, I'm like, yeah, great. And like, there's this girl from NYU in Abu Dhabi who's writing a thesis on this gentrification in the UAE and how things changing. And she's like, hey, I came across your podcast. I'd love to talk to you about like the Bacalas and the life of the cons back in the day. And I sat with her and she had her whole different idea about it of how we need to revive this. We need to keep it alive. I'm like, no, I'm, I'm okay doing this. This yeah. is good. Yeah. Yeah. This is right but, where I need to be. And, and, and she had this fighter spirit about her. I'm like, you know, that's amazing. Put that in your thesis, you know. Say that. Um, I'm okay with the podcast. But, <laughs> and then she, be a voice for the... the but the, she, like, the she educated me on a lot of things. Like, I didn't know from her research. I was like, what? Send me those links, right? And like, um, all these things that are changing that are happening. I'm like, I didn't know... This, the counter the show had that much you know influence or you know it affected yeah. people such where they're like you know let's Studying do something it. about yeah, it yeah, yeah. yeah. It, we, we're being lucky in that way I think because we've been able to um, in a in true cu- third culture fashion through, like in true third culture kid fashion we've been able to kind of skirt all of the <laughs> all of the yeah. all of the boundaries and just yeah. kind of sit comfortably right in the middle somewhere where we fit, where we fit or don't fit and okay <laughs> we're okay with not fitting and I think that's part of it yeah, um, yeah I think that's a pretty good place to be, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. And you got a flight to catch. I got a yeah. flight to catch, but we always get yelled at for not doing shoutouts. Speaking of Florida. in this time where I was looking for who I was and I found the narcissist trying to find home this culture was a shock to my mother culture which was Iraq or being Iraqi or thinking of him it was a growing voice that was around before the revolutions and the upheavals that we see today it was the voice of the Palestinian trapped in the prisons of occupation it was the voice of the youth avoiding prisons but growing up trapped in the trap houses of America. It was a place I like to call the forest. You can continue the conversation with the guys at Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and SoundCloud at Dukan Show. Subscribe to the show on your iTunes and Stitcher to stay up to date. And if you like what you hear, give it a rating. Dukan is hosted by OT, Irshad, and Toothless. You can also reach them on their personal social media profiles at OT Official and at Irshad underscore INI. And you can also reach Toothless at soundcloud.com slash Firas dash Ibrahim. Salam.
I'm okay. 
yo, it comes back every now and then My pen extends a sense of quenched ink that blends A stench that ran for years hence Now I smell the leak and feel the creep on the present tense A mental lens formed from thoughts that's diligent Yeah, we're lost in ignorance Forcing plus signs just to live in sense And denial citizens like immigrants So who's my friend? Where's my end? The last time I checked you were heaven sent I long for evidence of deliverance Divine filaments connected to the most relevant The most high The source of energy coursing life So death approaches my distorted mind Time no longer applied hereafter I stand bare without my physical factor Back and forth Back and forth Back and forth Back and forth we go Back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth we go Hey yo, it comes back every now and then My pen calls back as it draws black metaphors of sense Pause the strings and let the keys play While the penetrates my very being in each way Let it ease, babe Now may it freeze as hell in places Well, where the breezes felt And where the angels dwell But even them pride came in between And it seems since then we were held In this vibrant cell Disguised as life with time And signed as a bittersweet friend So I sit with my given knees bent My face scraping the base Spinning a deep mess Just like Sudanese strengths My facial skin scarred from all this bleak stress But I'm just a mere cell And it feels like I'm seized in emotion of sheer mess Back and forth, back and forth Back and forth, back and forth we go Back and forth, back and forth Back and forth, back and forth we go Hey yo, it comes back every now and then The passion settles within, uh, but leaves again Now I'm eager to feel the pain that went So I chase it from right under my skin To an evident place far past your average space How amazing, huh? I see you blazing Circulating lava of shades that keeps changing How my there already is death waiting Did I suffer enough to feel this way? Was my struggle equivalent to this? Uh, Erupting ecstasy, boiling dust of bliss that caresses me and lets me know I'm blessed and I'm okay. My soul glows in raw breath for my Lord, divided for a soulmate. So till that fourth day, my spirit runs in search of your conscious self, pulling you towards me like back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth we go. DJ Solo Firas Ibrahim Back and forth energy 